Welcome to Space Nerds, your source for intergalactic science fiction and science fact. Engines primed, engage! Hey, this is Alexandria, and I love dystopian fiction! So I'll be covering Black Mirror. I'm Jane Smith, and we're going to be talking about Firefly. Who's excited? And I'm Douglas Gale, co-host of Doug Space Nine, where we talk about Star Trek. I'm Jesse Mercury, and I'll be your constant cosmic companion, bringing you the weekly space news and sitting down with these amazing friends to talk about science fiction. We are Space Nerds! What's up, Space Nerds? Welcome to the show. We've got a very exciting show this week because we are starting a brand new science fiction adventure. Alexandria and myself will be jumping into Black Mirror. We're going to be talking about this show episode by episode. This is something I've been wanting to do for a long time, and I'm thrilled it's finally happening. I've been waiting for the right opportunity and the right person to go on this adventure with, and it's happening. Alexandria is that person. And speaking of Alexandria, she's also joining me for the Space News this week. We are talking about an interstellar object passing through our solar system. Space News! Alexandria, you ready for some more Space News? Yes. Okay, this is from Space.com. First glimpses of interstellar comet suggest it's not so different. No response. Doesn't care. <laughs> I'll continue. Do I do I get it? Maybe Astronomers get are it. rushing to study what appears to be the first known interstellar comet. Interstellar. So that okay, so interstellar has not happened before. Uh well, hold on. Okay. And in some of the very earliest observations, it looks oddly familiar. The object, currently dubbed Comet C-2019 Q4, was first spotted on August 30th. Follow-up observations of its path suggest that the comet is skimming through our neighborhood on a one-way journey, not trapped in the looping orbit typical of objects born in our own solar system. So, interstellar means from another solar system. Cool! That would make it only the second confirmed interstellar object after uh, Aumaumua, uh-huh. Aumaumua, which was spotted in 2017. We are definitely going to look up what Aumamua is in a second. I read about this a while ago, but I don't know anything about it. But scientists couldn't get a good read on what Aumamua was made of. With this object, however, they can get such readings by measuring the light signature of the gunk surrounding the comet. And that's underlined, so we can click on that and see what the gunk surrounding the comet is. Ah! Maybe it's that, that moon jelly. Maybe it's, moon, maybe it's meteorite like meteorite. Yeah, maybe Before it's the jelly, pre-jelly. Yes, uh, some of some of the first of those. I don't know what this means. Hold on. Uh, blah 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 blah. Okay, um, okay. So let's click on let's click on Aumamua real quick. I I hope I'm saying this right. I just like watching you try. Are you excited by the idea of objects visiting us from another solar system? Yes. Now that I know that that's what interstellar means, because I feel like there's a picture of Aumamua. Ooh, you know what it looks like? It looks, looks like, like that the the whale probe from Star Trek Four. Looks like a whale probe from Star Trek Four. It does look yeah, exact. We're both saying the same thing. Um, okay. Uh, let's no, see. because I mean, yes, but the way that you said it, I was like, okay, so because you already said it's no big deal, or it looks like it's the same as any other regular ass comet that doesn't come through here and, <laughs> and like lit up our sky for two seconds and went away. So I'm like. Wait, so what? And so now I get it. So they, it's coming from another solar system. And yeah. they're like, cool, what are we... What, they're trying to say what it's made of. You click on the gunk? I Well, we're going to click on the gunk in a second, but let's get some background information on Aumamua first. Uh, a visitor from another star. That was the news a few days ago uh, after October 19th, 2017. So this is an older article. When researchers discovered an enigmatic... <laughs> Cigar-shaped object, they mean it's a dick, screaming away from the solar system at nearly 57,000 miles per hour. 
the entity was moving too fast to have originated from our own system, traveling on a U-shaped hyperbolic orbit that took it around the sun and sent it back out into interstellar space. So that's pretty exciting. Um, so that's Aumamua. Cool. Yeah. Okay, let's go back and look at that. I want to see what the space gunk was. Space gunk. Yeah. I mean... Because that is really cool. An interstellar comet is yeah. really dope. And that you would think, oh, it's from another solar system. So it must be made comprised of different kind of materials. So like we can, maybe it's a different kind of comet. Maybe it burns yeah. a different color. But then it's like, nah, it's just a regular ass comet. It's just from another place. But I think that's still cool. If it's like, if it's from so far away, but it's still built of the same fundamental materials of our solar system, that, that means still tells us a lot. With, yeah, that's true. I, For me, that would imply to me that like maybe the makeup of our solar system isn't that unusual, implying that... There's a couple more out there, so then that means there more, there's more Earths. Exactly. And there's that's another th- person in the solar system making a podcast about us. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's, that's exactly where I'm going. First color photo of interstellar comet reveals its fuzzy tail. So this was uh, oh, fuzzy tail. three days ago that this came out. All right. Astronomers have taken the first color photo of a potentially interstellar comet, and it looks spectacular. The colored image allows astronomers astronomers, astronomers to spot a comet tail, which is the product of gases flowing off its surface. This tail is unique among the suspended interstellar visitors to our solar system. This tail is unique among the suspected. That's the word. That's the difference. Suspected interstellar visitors to our solar system. Like suspended. That works too. I was like, Did they wait, catch it in a force what? field? Yeah. Of course, there have only been two such guests so far. This comet, named Comet C2019Q4, and Aumamua, which is a long asteroid or space dick with no obvious <laughs> gases flowing from its surface. <laughs> I editorialized just a yes, little bit. Yes, you literally did. Um, okay. Does this give us any information? Blah, 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 blah. Discovered by Russian amateur astronomer. But they said that this is spectacular. Where are these pictures? Yeah. Where are the pictures? Um, This is the problem with these scientific articles. Sometimes it's like, just give me the information I want. Because I think that's the thing, too. They're scientific, so they're telling you all the scientific things. And we're like, where are the pictures? Yeah. Well, here's here's the picture. It's blurry lines. Yeah, in that's it. weird. Yeah. Like the first picture. Did you see the first picture of the black hole ever captured? Yeah. And it was just like a... A ring of light. Yeah, a, like a blurry ring of light. Yeah. Still fucking rad, though. Still amazing. So it doesn't say anything in this article about space gunk, um, which is really disappointing because I clicked on gunk surrounding the comet and it brought me to that, yeah. which had very little to tell it me. Of, uh, I went down mm. in a burning ring of fire. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. Comets in other planetary systems can be similar to those of the solar system. Javier uh, Lissandro, an astronomer at the Institute for Astrophysics of the Canaries, said in a statement, Astrophysics of the Canaries, is that like the Canary Islands or of like the astrophysics of birds? Of the birds. Of the birds. Uh, they may have formed by processes similar to those which led to the formation of the Oort cloud comets in the solar system. Have you heard of the Oort cloud? No, I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's super cool. Well, we'll save that for for another time okay um we'll save it for right now the oort cloud is the spherical shell of ice it literally just explains that right now so i'll just tell you Beautiful. the oort cloud is the spherical shell of icy bodies encasing our solar system at huge distances from the sun we see comets when they get kicked out of the oort cloud and travel closer to the heart of our solar system they grow their trademark fuzzy tails when the sun's radiation vaporizes the more volatile ingredients of the comet hmm. so yeah the Oort, there's this like cloud that surrounds our solar system called yeah. the Oort cloud. 
That's fascinating. That's really great. And yeah. then it's all the junk that comes out from it catches fire, essentially. And that's where a comet comes from. Yeah, it's basically like a Katniss Everdeen situation as really it gets great. closer to the sun. This is beautiful. Yeah. Um, Cinna was out there designing outfits for little comets. <laughs> spin. This is where you spin. Scientists have spotted comets ricocheting across our solar system before, but the objects are tricky to study across such vast distances. While Aumamua was definitely interstellar, it didn't carry the telltale cometary blur. The newly spotted comet, or the newly spotted, spotted object does, and that's what Lacandro, uh, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, and colleagues at the Institute for Astrophysics of the Canaries were able to study. So they're studying the comet's tail. Mm. Let's see if they explain what that means. The team used a telescope in the Canary Islands. There you go. It's the Canary Islands. It is. Yeah, it's the island where all the canaries live. Fabulous. Uh, to image the comet on September 12th, and applied an installed instrument to gather three spectra as well. I don't know what that means. Initial analysis of those spectra suggests that they align somewhat with those of a specific group of solar system objects. That could mean that the solar system where the objects came from follows a recipe fairly similar to that of our own solar system and its comets. You know what fascinates me about this type of science so much is that a lot of it is like looking at, you know, wavelengths of light or just what we can see or measuring, you know, heat mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and extrapolating guesses. So uh, there's so much that we can't know until we get out there. True. And that's why it's so cool like to think about, you know, you know, are Traveling. you familiar with Europa? One of the Jupiter's moon, moon. Yeah, one of the moons of Jupiter. Only because I've been reading this book series. Fuck yeah. <laughs> A lot of book series use Europa because it's the it's one of the only places in our solar system that has the potential to support life. Oh no, we in my book series they also talk about Io too. Sure. And Io is um, sulfuric. Uh huh. And then, but they so they have to do they have to wear specific things to be on that moon. Too. Well, naturally. Yes. And there's Rhea. That's another moon. R H E A. Oh okay. Or Rhea. Sure, Rhea, Rhea. However you want to say. Uh, if that's a real moon, it's a. <clears throat> has a really great vital point in that series that I'm reading too. Well, that is very scientifically relevant. So you should read it. <laughs> My point is that there's only so much that we can learn sitting here on Earth, staring yeah. out into the sky. And S- these objects are coming from other solar systems and we're just making our guesses as yeah. to why a giant space stick is traveling Why don't past they go out there and try and speed. catch them? Wait, we don't, have the, we don't have the technology. But we have the internet in our pockets. We do, but that doesn't travel us into space like when you think about how few people have actually left our planet and how far we've gone like we've gone to the moon we haven't like people haven't gone further than that really Mm -hmm. and that's i mean you know speaking in terms of the entire galaxy that is like nothing if we were like a space-faring species looking at another species who had only gone to their to the moon and back would be like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, they're like they're dabbling. Oh, like, they went to the moon. Yeah, like we humans often feel like they know a lot, and like science has taught us a lot. But science is scratching the surface of yeah. what there is to know out there, and there's just so much, and the galaxy is just so massive, and we've we've been we've been to so few places, just the moon, basically. Like we we have been just uh, not even far at all, and we're just making all these assumptions based off of the best science available as to whether or not this comet that's coming to our solar system from another solar system entirely is similar to ours or not, um, based off of the few readings that we can get from it. You know, we might get close enough to it that you can, like, knock on the door and there's a creature living inside. Who right. knows? We just don't know. I mean, that's probably unlikely. but Or maybe there's, like, microscopic um, 
creatures or like uh what are they called the trilobites or something um you know there know are there Sorry, are creatures I, made a face. I don't know what that is there are earth creatures that can actually live in space like microscopic creatures that can live in space oh cool um tardigrades that's the word tardigrades they're microscopic i think they're single cell organisms that can live in space and they're really cute actually they call them like little bears like little space bears you should look at them under a microscope they're awesome or a picture whatever you want to do i should go yeah look at them under a microscope uh-huh cool um <laughs> you're not busy what is the word tardigrade tardigrade yeah but anyway so what targaryen targaryen yeah so rhaegar targaryen is a microscopic organism living on a comet from another solar system isn't that amazing totally and that's the space news oh they're ugly (laughs) they're so cute fuck you science fiction (laughs) i am recording are you really (laughs) i'm putting that in i'm putting that in i'm not explaining it that's great yeah okay so it's time at long last. At long last. Uh, I have been talking about watching and podcasting about Black Mirror for a long time. And he's far too late. Like, there's so many amazing things that have come out with Black Mirror that he doesn't even know about. Don't even know about. So, it's Ugh. time. We are, we're starting our cosmic journey. Welcome to 2011, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alexandria has seen all of this. I have. And you're a huge fan. I am. I'm a fan of dystopian fiction, and Black Mirror is just that kind of jam. Yeah. And I, uh, I've seen a couple of episodes in the past, enough to know that it was like gonna be the best thing ever mm-hmm. I, I watched a couple episodes like this is exactly what i want television to be mm-hmm. and i am going to wait until i'm good and ready <laughs> and like, have the right person to podcast with about it and That's it's so great happening we're doing it right and now. it's me it's you and you, you're welcome you people. Before, before we get into that can we take a moment to memorialize our black or not black our uh hunger games <laughs> podcast let's that talk was... about it a little bit i'll give us some music okay <laughs> So, Alexandria and I watched all of the Hunger Games movies together and then recorded an amazing two, two and a half hour podcast about it that was ended abruptly when my computer crashed and we lost all but 40 minutes of it. And I'm still trying to decide if if that 40 minutes is going to see the light of day or not. But it was such a good conversation and we just, I we both kind of feel like it's not recreatable. Also, if y'all know what that was and you're just like, whoa, she's being really disrespectful, I apologize. It was supposed to be really a good idea. And then as soon as I did it, I was like, maybe this is not the best idea, but I've already committed to it. So, And if you knew the melody and you're like, she did it wrong, my bad. It's been a few years since I've heard it. Next. But yeah, (laughs) all of what Jesse said, I agree with. We had a fantastic episode. We talked a lot about the Hunger Games. We related it back to real life. We related it back to 2019. And some of the stuff that has been happening in our world, we talked for real on some real life yeah. heavy shit that y'all just didn't need to hear, obviously, because that the little system said, oh, no, 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 we can't release any of this. Yeah, it was it was devastating. I was so sad. Yeah, my computer just stopped and like we have headphones on while we're recording and it just started buzzing. Oh, it just did. Really loud. It was so rude. Yeah. It, and then, like, nothing would move on the screen. And nope. it, it's, I'm pretty sure it was Windows Update that caused the problem. Windows. But yeah, I mean, yeah. So we, we watched a lot of movies. And together. it happened on Andy's birthday. And we had to, like, right. get ourselves out of the funk. And yeah. Boo. It's been, it's been funky. Yeah. Life's been funky. Yeah. And that was a funky thing that happened. But uh, yeah, that, that's the official memorial for the podcast that 
was destroyed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I haven't listened yet to the 40 minutes that we didn't lose out of the two of something hours. So, But it might have been a good enough discussion. We might yeah. have ended it in a good place. I can't remember. We were right in the middle of talking about <gasps> yeah, the districts. what the districts were. Oh, yeah. we didn't end it in a good place. I feel like we had just kind of gotten going yep. when it... Yep. Uh, and we like stopped to save and then kept talking. Um, was it because Miles had to go outside? Yeah, Miles something needed like to pee that? or something. So something I let him like out. Like we had just taken a quick break. Um, but anyway... Boo. That's what happened. Boo! So, yeah, if people really want a Hunger Games podcast, let us know. Otherwise, we might let that one go. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll take a listen to the first 40 minutes, and if it's worth putting out, I'll put it on the show. And if, you know, if people have Hunger Games-related questions, they want to ask Alexandria so and myself. Funny. What's so funny is that they're like, yeah, we had Hunger Games-related questions in 2014! Right, totally. I'm a little <laughs> behind the curve on some things. Um, so, okay, I have seen a couple episodes of Black Mirror in the yeah. past and then I would just watch the first two episodes last night. Do you remember which night. ones you've seen? Yeah. We could talk about those too. Yeah. Well, I want to, I would love to just talk about all of them in order, great. you know? Oh, in order. Great. great. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So I watched the first two episodes last night and I have to say that, you know, this podcast is going to be about the first episode of Black Mirror. And if I had not seen more episodes of Black Mirror and this watched, was yeah. the first episode I watched, I would never have watched this show again. Yep. The first episode of Black Mirror, the national anthem, is Boo. is not good. It's not good. Um, it's just, it's just it's, odd. I don't even. It's odd. I don't it's even. Strange. Yeah. It's. But at the same time, like it served a purpose, and I think the purpose worked. But it wasn't. Well, that's what we're about to find out. Yeah. I'm not convinced. You're not. <laughs> no. Because it was supposed to be like I when we okay, so we decided that this time, y'all, because y'all have listened to us before on the Men in Black podcast and you see how we take a minute to google things and like sometimes it takes us a second <laughs> so we pulled it up and it, it said that the okay wikipedia says that the okay this i mean if y'all haven't seen black mirror by now hella spoiler alerts just spoiler alerts yeah but don't watch this episode if you haven't seen it it's i okay great it's th- terrible this one is like i think passable like you don't need to watch it you can pass over it you can't because they're all standalone episodes they don't yeah. run into each other except he does make a he he makes a cameo the prime minister somewhere down the line i can't remember oh, okay. what episode it is but he does make a cameo down the line yeah i uh some people this i'm obviously there's people that like this episode it yeah. was actually well reviewed when it came out but because can, it was be, uh, and this is also like uh this is when it was back on british television we hadn't sure we hadn't taken control of it yet so, uh, like, the production company was set in Britain. Right. And so you had... Uh, it was supposed to, like, make a make a comment on people's... It says people's obsession with the media. Right. So... Yeah, and that's in there. But for me, it, nothing really worked. Mm-mm. But we'll talk about it. Yeah. I actually... Speaking of Wikipedia, I have it up on my phone as well. <laughs> I just want to read, like, the, the top of the article. Because it sets up what we're about to talk about really well. Do it. Uh, the National Anthem is the first episode of the first series of the British science fiction anthology series, Black Mirror. The episode was written by series creator and showrunner Charlie Brooker and directed by Otto Bathurst. It first aired on Channel 4 on 4 December 2011, using the British dating. In the episode, the British Prime Minister Michael Callow awakens to be told by the Home Secretary, Alex Cairns, that Princess Susanna, a much-loved member of the royal family, has been kidnapped and will be killed unless the Prime Minister has sexual intercourse with a pig on national television. 
the episode received very positive re- reviews. It was later compared to Piggate, a real-life scandal, which occurred in 2015. Oh, let's click Piggate and see. Yeah, so this is the episode where the Prime Minister fucks a pig on television. And it, it's... I, I love absurdism, and when this started, Alexandra is lost in Piggate right now. Sorry, I you you saw it. You saw I me saw click, it. and I, that's why I went. That's why I clicked the back arrow. I was like, let me just stop because I will go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. So I decided not. Yeah, but the I read about a little bit about Piggate. Apparently, a real British prime minister had done well it's here i'll just see, well, see we have to why. we can just go there real quick at the very bottom of this article it says what it is it just like very briefly uh okay comparisons to Piggate. in september 2015 allegations were published that david cameron who at the time was british prime minister had as a student placed a, pri- a quotes private part into the mouth of a dead pig as part of an initiation rite Charlie Brooker, who is the writer of this episode and creator of Black Mirror, denied any prior knowledge of this claim, although both the story and Black Mirror became topics of popular comment, hashtag snout rage, Ew. a hashtag that appears in the national anthem. So basically, the writer of the episode says that it was, a, he says, a coincidence, albeit a bizarre one. Um, and he was quite perturbed when he first heard the allegations. He says, I did genuinely wonder... I did genuinely for a moment wonder if reality was a simulation, whether it existed only to trick me. <laughs> so, people be sticking dicks into pigs. Gross. Yeah. Um, and and weird. Yeah. Like, where, where does this idea come from, first of all? And also, this is a science fiction television show, and this episode, there's not a nope. drop of science fiction nope. in this episode. Nope. Not a drop. Nope. And I, I mean, I'm the person who's like you know, talking about superhero show on a sci-fi podcast because there's a little bit of of sci-fi stuff in it. Like, just a little bit is all I need. Right. Uh, And Black Mirror is, like, hardcore sci-fi. It's supposed to be. And, and like, the other episodes that I've seen have all been incredible science fiction and, like, the type of thing that made me want to start podcasting in the first place. But this episode has none of that. It feels like a completely different show. It doesn't feel at all like any of the other Black Mirror that I've seen. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I just hated the episode. Like, there was just not, it just did nothing for me. Like, I watched it and I was like, okay, so I'll take that back. So, when I first heard about Black Mirror, uh, it was a few years ago. Wow, it's been on for a long time. Uh, it was a few years ago and it wasn't when it came out immediately. It was because I thought it was scary. And I did not want to. I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, you I've don't been like... hearing about. Yeah, I don't. I don't really do well with scary things. And so I had heard, oh, Black Mirror is like modern day Twilight Zone, which to me is scary. Like um, when I was a kid, I was like freaked out by Twilight Zone. Oh, so wow. I was like, mm, maybe this is not what I want to do. And so I remember even posting it on Facebook three, four years ago, uh, right when I got in like Netflix for the first time. And I was like, y'all, I want to hear what all this like Black Mirror stuff is about. Should I look it up? And everyone was like, do it. It's not scary. It's thought-provoking. You'll enjoy it. And then everyone's like, it's just so crazy and so wild. And then they all, like, were doing, like, hashtag, like, the or they everyone started doing the pig emoji. And I was just like, <laughs> like, they were referencing how that was, like, terrible and disgusting. And, like, and it is, don't get me wrong, but to me that is, like, the least of the things that are, that make Black Mirror what it is. Yeah. Like, that, that episode to me, 
I could do without and I could have done without seeing. Like I watched it and I was like, oh, this is terrible. Like, yeah, this is gross. But then I watched the second episode and I felt the same way that you did when you watched the second episode. Yeah. I mean, you know, spoilers for our next Black Mirror podcast. Yeah. But I also watched the second episode and it, it was a transportive cathartic incredible experience yeah this first one uh, is one just... of the best episodes of any show i've ever seen and i am still buzzing off of having watched it but do you it was feel like incredible do you feel like the first episode the national anthem do you feel like it accomplished what it set out to do about making a public commentary on right. how we care about the media so bad right, right. because I don't all those people did. in the pubs were fixated on these te- on these television yeah. screens watching this prime minister have sex with a pig. Right. Yeah. And let, for anyone who hasn't seen this episode, um, I feel like to answer that question, we need to back up just a little bit. Great. In the story, the the princess is kidnapped. Yep. And the, there's this crazy demand that like the prime minister has to have sex with a pig on live TV. Otherwise, the princess is going to be killed. And at first, when you're watching this, it's like, wow, this is just like absurdist political commentary. Yeah. And it's in, kind of interesting like but even from the very beginning they have this you know video of this princess like terrorized and then the prime minister like almost played for laughs like you want me to fuck a pig um and that dichotomy went through the whole episode where it was this really it was played seriously but Mm -hmm. is intrinsically a funny thing um even but is like also horrible and like that never resolved itself for me and i didn't i just didn't enjoy that juxtaposition like it was just kind of unsettling unsettling in a way that didn't like didn't do anything for me and wasn't thought-provoking because the way that the story unfolded didn't quite make sense and it's weird too because you feel like oh he didn't have to do it right i think didn't there was a finger that was mailed to them right and that's when you ask the question about like you know does this talk about our media like the media basically like twitter sphere is you know saying you shouldn't have to do this when he first gets the demand. Like, no one thinks it's reasonable. No one, like, people would understand if he didn't do it. And, like, 75% of the population said, no, the prime minister should not do this. You don't negotiate with terrorists. But then a finger is sent in the mail to the the, um, television studio Mm -hmm. with the woman's, the princess's ring on it. And it says, and another video that says, like, you know, this is her finger and if you don't, comply she's gonna die and then public opinion switches and says that the prime minister should yeah fuck this pig on live tv and then he basically gets backed into the corner by public opinion into doing it yeah and that transition did not feel believable to me it didn't feel real to me like i don't think that that's how the internet would react it just didn't feel natural and because of that i wasn't able to really deduce anything as a viewer from the point of the story teller's perspective like what mm-hmm. what is the point i don't know that, it's just and that's to be, true and that's like, true the because... point was to be weird and to be shocking and yeah it, it was not like weird enough or shocking enough or interesting enough to to be worth telling in my opinion like i just didn't care for it in the end yeah because at the and the the bottom line of that is if it's making a commentary on like media of, about everyone being addicted to the media would they not have seen that this is a like would they not have seen that it was a publicity type thing? Yeah. For example, there was this one time not too long ago that a national chain decided they were gonna flip the last letter of their restaurant. <laughs> Who was it? It was IHOP. Oh and they yeah. flipped the P IHOP. IHOP. International House of Breakfast. Right. I read about this. No, not no? even breakfast. Boogers? 
burgers. Boobs. Burgers. I hate you. No. Um. So it's not. It's not burgers. It, they. I. As soon as I said we're flipping the B and we'll tell you why on this date, uh-huh. I said, oh, they're releasing burgers and this is a publicity stunt because there's no way they're gonna change all those franchises because I feel like IHOP is a franchise. There's no way yeah. they're going to change every single building from a P to a B. It's, it was terrible. It was terrible marketing. So they didn't actually change the name. It was just a publicity stunt? It was stunt? a publicity stunt. I did not hear that part of the story. You That's never heard the end. No. You never heard the end. I, the B was to say that they're serving burgers now. You're right. Because when I read that article, it said like they're going to IHOB. We're pretty sure it means House of Breakfast, but they're making a further announcement in a couple days. And I'm like, ah, that's this isn't news. And I never saw the rest of it. Yeah. Even though I was interested. The because, rest of it you know, was like, oh, we have new burgers. That is hilarious hilarious i didn't know that that's funny yeah. okay continue and Publicity i feel like the, the one person the guy there was a guy who was responsible for it uh, yeah see, he was a, everyone here here's when i start googling that was actually interesting to me that it was an artist who did this this yeah. artist cut off his own finger he didn't actually harm the princess yep. and then he returns the princess half an hour before the broadcast goes live yes which the which the public never actually even found out about um so that was actually kind of interesting. It's like he forced them to do this crazy thing unnecessarily to make a point. And like people considered it to be, you know, the first great work of art of the, of the century or whatever. Um, and that's kind of like the very end of the episode and how everything wraps up. And that was a little bit interesting to me, just thinking about like Banksy and, and public art, yeah. and you know, all of that. And like the way that the social consciousness can be changed and affected by art. But and, and, like, the idea of some crazy motherfucker, you know, convincing the prime minister to fuck a pig. There's something there that is, like, kind of interesting and fascinating. But but the the fact that the way that the story got to that point didn't quite track logically for me kind of made the whole thing fall apart. Yeah. Even though I did kind of like the end. Although the very end of it is, like, the prime minister and his wife, their relationship is now kind of fucked up. Yeah, terrible. So, yeah. like, he fully recovers from public opinion. Yeah, he's higher than he's ever been. Yeah. After fucking a pig on live TV. Yeah, but then, I mean, he can't have sex with his wife after that penis right. has been in a pig. Right. So. And, yeah, why are we, why, why this story? Why is this how you're starting your show? I don't think that, I, because, again, since every episode is a standalone. Yeah. It was just a story to be told. Yeah, it's crazy because like the second episode was also written by the by Cory Brooker mm-hmm. and co-written by his wife. Mm-hmm. The second episode is profound. It is fucking awesome. I mean, Cory, is that wrong? I don't know. I just I <laughs> we're back like, on the Wikipedia. Sorry, I feel like um Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Brooker. Thank you. Um, yeah. So uh, obviously this guy can write you know because the second episode which we'll get into in detail next time like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this every every moment of the plot mattered and everything that happened informed something else that happens yeah and the way that you get the surprising turns to happen in the plot are so well thought out and so well executed there it's really a faultless episode and for me like a 10 out of 10 episode of TV. Like, it's just perfect. And and you have the sci-fi part of it. Really great sci-fi in it that I'm so excited to talk about. But this episode had none of that. And I, it's just perplexing. Mm-hmm. It really surprised and confused me that this was, I like, the direction like a, to go. I wonder if there's an, if there's, um, a, uh, an article somewhere that's like explains why it's a part of the anthology. Well, there was some... Uh, let me pull this up back up on the on the Wikipedia. There was some talk about why this or how this story came about. So here, concept and writing. 
Um, the initial conception of the episode involved a celebrity carrying out the sex act years earlier. Seri- uh, carrying out uh, this is Wikipedia, so it's poorly written. Uh, the initial conception of the episode involved a celebrity carrying out the sex act years earlier. Series creator Charlie Brooker had had the idea for a short story where Terry Wogan would have to go on live te- television, have full sexual intercourse with a sow in order to secure the release of a kidnapped princess. Uh, blah blah blah. You watch Twenty Four, considered par- parodying it. Um, while working on the story, he realized it would not be humorous. Um, he decided to take something preposterous and make the tone very straight. The episode was partially inspired by a controversy where Gordon Brown called a member of the public a bigot after speaking with her, and also a fabulous Furry Freak Brothers comic where, as he remembers it, a police chief is required to have sex with a dog. I mean, and so apparently his wife is a, a TV host, and that kind of... Um, informed the second episode as well like these these two people um this husband and wife team who are involved in the show are like media creators and have been working in the media for a long time and black mirror in many ways examines our relationship to the media Mm -hmm. and that's the one through line i think in this episode is examining the public desire for media and for news and for sensationalism and there are some interesting things there i mean the idea that there is like this thing on TV that is so awful that no one should, no one would wish it upon anyone that they know, but no one can turn away from it either. And like everyone is obsessed with it and watching it, even though it's illegal to watch it. Like there's some interesting stuff there. Uh, yes. I have found an article um, from a few years ago by Andrea Aleski. Alessi? I'm so sorry that I'm going to pronounce your name wrong, but I know your name is Andrea because it looks like you're Italian. And so I understand that males, male can be Andrea. Anyway, um, so he wrote a piece called A Black Mirror Story, The National Anthem, or How We Destroy Our Moral. One of the things he says, uh, showrunner Charlie Brooker hits you with something unimaginable becoming reality. Then, sorry. Then he, <laughs> speaking to the mic, then he compels you to face with this reality to solve an unexpected error in your digital lives. This is a feel rouge of all Black Mirror's episodes, showing your deep relationship with tech and the bugs you usually don't care of. Yeah, and I, I see that that's in the episode, but... He said in this case, the bug is about people's disaffection for politics and the unhealthy attraction for the show. We don't want to dive into politics. We usually want to stay miles away from politics stuff, unless when we need to complain. We only pay attention when politics becomes showtime. In the Anthem's case, people... Fo- face an intercourse with a pig, a very gross thing, and they can't take their eyes off the screen in the upcoming show. So technology modifies their perceptions and Prime Minister Callow is no more than a per- is no more a person, he becomes a 2D card. Hmm. They are all intent on watching how maybe I'm tripping. I thought that I was tripping when I'm reading this, but maybe he's not written this really well, but this is on the medium website. So I'm sorry, Andrea, but I can't really understand. So I'm going to read exactly what the (laughs) sentence says. And hopefully you can try and find the subject verb particle agreement. Okay. He says, they are all intent on watch. How is going to be the situation? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, that's not right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I took myself down. Hold on. I'm going to read the sentence again. because Maybe somebody out in the world gets it. Because I'm going to keep reading because I feel like this has... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
They are all intent on watch how it's going to. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get through it. It's unreadable. Let me see. Let me see if I can make sense. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to try. Okay. They are all intent on watching how... I feel like how the situation is going to be that no one notices Princess Susanna has been released before the time they had agreed with the kidnapper, which is but... uh, It's just so poorly written. You can't make sense of it. I can't. I'm trying... Wait, can I see? Yes. I'm going to get... Yes. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. They are all intent on watch how is going to be the situation that nobody notices. Princess Susanna has been released before the time they had agreed with the kidnapper, which is but the Turner Prize winning artist, Charlie Broom, who commits suicide after the PM's public exhibition. That is one sentence. Shut up. This is published? I hate you. I hate you so much. And here it is. What the national anthem shows you off. How tech robs your moral without you don't even realize it. This, what is this website? This is, what is this website? I'm so mad. This website, this can't be real. Medium, is me, it's medium? medium? I thought medium, medium was a verified, I, I thought it was like one of those... It's, article it's sites a, this is a website of medium quality oh. <laughs> um. yo first of all i hate you so much <laughs> i'm so upset with the way that you read that like a fucking robot there how was, dare you there was no other way to how string those words together back to back <laughs> i can't i can't catch my breath because i want to laugh so hard this is a bad episode of black mirror at least we can have fun trying to read this article so, so and so, <laughs> wait, and so you stand naked. Morality gets canceled, as if the as if the princess question doesn't matter anymore. Social media has perpetrated their masterpiece of manipulation. The national anthem was the first Black Mirror's episode, but the statement was just clear: be careful to your behavior. <laughs> this is a new world. <laughs> yeah i uh, let me you know what what i have because he's italian i have a feeling he wrote this in italian and it was translated oh yeah you're probably right because because that's how these things happen because there's because his description says andrea m aleschi aleschi scrittore di velastroce yeah. Which means something Which of means something. something. Yeah. In Italian. In Italian. There you go. So we know what we're talking that has about. To, that has to be why. Well, it's more How fun. How tech robs your moral without you don't even realize it. <laughs> 
Um, okay, this I love Wikipedia. I'm going to keep reading Wikipedia here. But the, I, I mean, you have to now because I try to find another reputable source, and clearly, yeah. And I read this article last night, and there's actually some failed. good some good uh, analysis on here. Um, the AV Club gave it an A, writing the genius of Black Mirror is how subtly it builds, keeping you from ever questioning the insanity of the premise or any minor plot hole. And uh, for me, that's <clears throat> not true in this episode. It's for me, true. like the plot holes outweigh what the episode is trying to build. Mm -hmm. Um, Every twist seems organic. I disagree. Every decision (laughs) rational. I disagree. Every effort is made to find the kidnapper, of course, but that necessarily has to fail. The press initially struggles with how to report on such an insane story sensitively, but its hand is forced by social media and the ineffable power, ineffable power of the internet. Yeah. The telegraph rated it four out of five. People seem to really like it. The independent um, really liked it. Yeah, crazy. I think Medium was not the website that I thought it was. <laughs> Hold on, because I think there's because no, I think there's a website that I normally go to for like TV reviews, uh-huh. and it's not Medium. Hold on. Yeah, I think it was Vulture. I think I normally go to like Vulture or Variety for okay. my for my show post show recaps. More reputable sources. Yeah, because Medium, Medium was. N- <laughs> but that really woo. Yeah. So yeah. okay, how would we rate this episode? I, f- I feel like there's not too much to say about this episode. If there really isn't. I hated it. Uh, yeah. And I also, comp- I have seen the entire Black Mirror anthology, and I don't think that this one, I, I hated it three. Three, three out of ten. Yeah. For me, I think I'd, I'd give it a two. Yeah. Um, just because, I don't know. I, there's some really interesting ideas, like the idea that we'd all be so obsessed with watching the TV that we'd miss the fact that the princess is released. That's what I, yes. Yeah. Yes. Because that was the biggest thing. And when I watched it, I screamed at my phone, like, so you mean to tell me you're going to release her the whole time? Like, right. Oh, I was so, I was so annoyed. There's nothing about this episode that is redeeming to me, except for the fact that like in the future, you're going to see some callbacks to it and it'll be nice. Yeah. But that's literally, well, that's good to know. There's the reason that I watched it. Yeah. It, I, I don't think that it's really something that I would tell people to watch, no. you know? No. Um, like no. I, I'm a completionist and as, as, if I'm diving into black mirror for real, I'm going to watch every episode. Same. But if you're not like that then skip this, cause it's like the, the social commentary is, um, for me, it's just mediocre. You yeah. know, there's some interesting ideas that they bring up, but, but they're fleshed out in ways that don't make sense to me and yeah. don't seem real. So yeah. because of that, like I can't really get on board with what the story's trying to tell me. I just kind of start to like glass my eyes over a little bit. I'm like, all right, well now yeah. I have to watch this guy fuck a pig. Yeah. And then you're just like, okay, well, yeah. here we are. Well, now that's the thing that I've seen. That's true. Um, and it just did not. And I mean, I've watched stand every, up to its own weight for me. I've watched every episode of black mirror, including the ones that I heard were like, cause that was a, a thing. Like I've heard, I heard black mirror was scary. And so I was nervous. So there were some scary episodes that like, I wanted nothing to do with, but I knew I wanted to watch the whole, I wanted to see the whole series. So I watched through slated fingers, but like, uh, cause I don't know how to say this. I think that's right. Is that it? I like don't know. Slated? Made sense to me. You, you know what I was trying to say. Yeah. She's not uh, doing I'm, it. I'm doing it, but you guys can't <laughs> see it. <laughs> but like, I've watched every episode so that I can say that I've seen every episode. And also so that I can say, I know which ones are my favorite. Yeah. Because I feel like it's hard to say like, these are your favorite. This, these, these are what worked. These are what didn't work when you haven't seen the whole thing. Yeah. So where does this stand up in your opinion? Is this like at the bottom of the barrel? Absolutely. There are a couple that are down there too, oh, but really? I'm not going to tell you what yeah. they are until after you've watched them. Yeah. And my, you know, all my favorite shows have bottom of the barrel episodes. Yeah. Like 
Dr. Crusher fucked a ghost on Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, that's cool. And it's really terrible. I'd say, you know, I don't know, more watchable than the episode of Black Mirror we're talking about today, but it's (laughs) terrible. And there's, you know, there's really awful stuff in so much Star Trek. But you, but because the good stuff is so good, you just kind of overlook it. And I, I already know that you know that I love Black Mirror because yeah. just watching episode two, which m- was mind-bogglingly wonderful. Yeah. I mean, as as good as TV gets, as good as anything I've ever seen. And I'm so glad I watched that before we record this podcast, so I can say, like, as we dive into our Black Mirror journey on this podcast, I know that the very next episode is good is something that I am overjoyed to yeah. talk about. And I even, you know, I said to Andy last night after watching is like, this episode is why is the type of thing that made me want to start podcasting because it's so good that I, I want to be able to like reach out and touch it somehow. Yeah. And like, and be a part of that and be a part of the conversation yeah. about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And having a podcast is one of the coolest I mean, ways to sure, do that. Sure. You're just like mm, eight years on the, on the yeah, just a little I late. mean, just a little, a little late. late. But, uh, you know, but you're still a part of the family. So welcome. Thank you. Because and, I was late too. Like I joined. 2014 or 15 mm. maybe 16 even like yeah. and i just binged everything so yeah and that's funny because this isn't a show that i could binge I, that's actually why i've waited is oh that's good i watched the first so that you can like chew it yeah like I'd, I'd seen a couple episodes in the past and i loved them so much but they were so dense it was like eating a giant meal mm. where i actually you know, I was going to watch three episodes last night mm-hmm. and I only ended up watching two because the second one was so good. The second one was so, so good. So good. I just felt like I couldn't take anything else in and I might yeah. actually watch it again before I watch the third one uh, because it was just like, I, there was so much. Hell, I might watch it tonight too. Because <laughs> I knew it once I saw the title, I was like, oh yeah, I know that one. There was, ah, just that was so great. much wonderful detail. <gasps> we didn't even talk about the actors. Oh, because we're not on that one yet. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, anyone, I got excited, y'all, just real quick. Anyone who's joining us because they're excited about Black Mirror, we are excited about, mm-hmm. about Black Mirror, just mm-hmm. not this first episode. Mm-mm. Yeah. But, you know, that's okay. Uh, there's, there's every rose it, has its thorns it happened we're we're past it we're past it and i think once we get through season one well you know actually once we get through a few seasons because season one's only three episodes once we get through a few seasons i i would be interested to talk about how this episode fits in with the course of the show yeah because for me right now i have no idea i'm yeah. just like what the fuck was this this yeah. is just this crazy outlier that doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't at all seem like any of the other episodes i've seen I mean, although I've only seen three others at this point, but... I, yeah, I feel like... And I think I've already sent you my list of favorites. I hope you yeah. have not looked at them. I it, it don't. Completely forgot what you sent Great. me. Great. <laughs> so good. So Because I don't remember if I texted them to you or not, but just I ignore did, all yeah. of that. Ignore all of it. Because when we get to them, then I'll be able to be like, that was my favorite because of this, or this was my favorite because of this, or yeah. this was a standout because of that. Yeah, and I'm really excited about that. Hey, Andy just got home. Andy, come in. Hi. Hi, Andy. Andy knows that if the door is closed, I'm probably recording. But yeah, you should come in and say hi. <laughs> um, oh, and Miles. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. We're gonna. Okay. Bye. We're gonna. No, not bye. We'll be right. Well, well, well. Let's just say bye. That's fine. We're, we're wrapping up anyway. So, we kind of are. Um, it's a terrible episode. Yeah. Hi, Andy. Come on hi, in. We're, Andy. we're just wrapping up. Oh, you look cute. Hi, Miles. Hi, Miles. Are you feeling battle? Miles getting back from the vet. Hi, buddy. Miles. Oh, the baby. All right. Well, that episode was bad. We'll talk about a good one next time. We sure will. <laughs> and y'all will enjoy because we're going to be so thrilled to talk about it. So you'll be able to hear that. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's it for this week. Ooh. Alexander, do you have anything you want to? <laughs> no. 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 
Do you have anything you want to plug or anything like that? No. Great. I can't wait to plug our next episode whenever that is so that y'all can listen to it and, and be thrilled to hear my lovely screeching voice again. Yes. I can't wait. I cannot wait because that episode, 10 out of 10. I'm spoiling it. It's I'm 10 excited. Out of 10. Well, until next time, stay nerdy out there. Space Nerds is listener-funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com slash jessemercurysci-fi. If you love this podcast, help me spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform, leaving us a positive rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice, or by contacting me directly via email at sci-fi at jessemercury.com. For more cosmic content, including my sci-fi synth-pop album, music videos, podcasts, and live streams, visit my website at jessemercury.com. Keep it spacey, baby!